discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatin as Christ is magnified in you. Today is the last day of November. What a shock. November 2022. Yes. Tomorrow is 1st December 2022. So it's a blessing. God is taking us from glory to glory. Hallelujah. So I want to share with you, continue sharing with you on the foundation of prayer. You know, and I remember last Sunday I mentioned three categories of prayer. Isn't it? The first one I mentioned was intimacy with God, isn't it? And the second one is working with God. Then the third one is receiving from God. You see, these are three different categories that um, you find in the scripture. There could be more, but then I'm just, I've just decided to, you know, I was led by the Spirit to put it in, in these three categories. And I remember on Sunday, I shared with you on intimacy with God, isn't it? Yes, and I spoke a lot about it. The one you love, you talk to frequently. Ask your neighbor, have you fallen in love before? Ask your neighbor, it's a question. It's a question. Have you fallen in love before? (laughs) What did your neighbor say? You have fallen in love before. Wow. Or maybe you are in love even. Maybe you are in love. As you are sitting here, you are in love. Hey! It's a blessing to be in love. It's a blessing to be loved. Tell your neighbor, you'll be loved one of these days. You'll be loved happily one of these days. Hallelujah. Yes. It's nice. It's great cry. Hallelujah. So, tonight I'm sharing with you on the second one, which is working with God. Yes, working with God. You know, working with God, there's prayer that works with God. Okay? Say there's prayer that works with God. <laughs> this kind of prayer has nothing to do with you making requests or you sharing, necessarily sharing intimacy. It, all, it has everything to do with work. Hey! And the amazing thing is that it is higher than intimacy with God. Because it is born out of intimacy with God. God does not just work with anyone. He works with those who he's intimate with. Hallelujah. (laughs) Just imagine a child growing up. Do you see? When you are growing up, your father does not give you responsibility. Or your, your parents do not give you a certain kind of responsibility. I mean, you can't tell your daughter to wash the plates. It's not going to work. If I tell my son to wash my car, it's not going to work. Catherine Coleman told a story concerning how she decided to help her mother one of those days, you know, because she felt her mother was so stressed. 
doing all the things, cooking, washing, cleaning, everything. So she decided, actually, let me help my mother to wash the, the clothes. So when the mother left for the market, she took all the clothes and washed them and dried them nicely and dried them in front of the house. So when the mother is coming, the mother will see how great a job she has done. <laughs> when the mother came back from town, she started, she was not happy at all. It's because the, 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 the girl mixed the colored clothes with the white clothes. She has done tie and dye. <laughs> and she has dried it. You see, so responsibility is not given to you unless you get to a certain level. Even sharing intimacy with someone, okay, let's say you are married or you are, you are beloved. I mean, right now as I'm coming, my wife had to do, is doing something, something very important, equally important. Do you see? And I put her on that prayer. I told her, do this one so that I can come and come and do this one. You see, when intimacy gets to a certain point, responsibility starts flowing. Without intimacy, responsibility will not, will not flow. You don't work with people who you know are going to betray you. Do you work with people who you know are going to steal your money, take you for granted, and, you know, destroy the company? Do you do that? You put trusted people, trusted people in certain places to work with you. Or you know, so. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is. Trusted people. That is why I'm saying that working with God is born out of intimacy. You can be in the, in the house of God, eh? and be working for God, but not really working for God. Always remember in Matthew chapter 7, verse 22. Look at Matthew 7, 22. Many will say to me on that, in that day, Lord, Lord, have we, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? Then, and then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from ye workers, ye that work iniquity. Some people are working for God out of compulsion not out of love. That is why for a long time I didn't like using the word work for God. I preferred using the word work with God. Yeah. Because Paul mentions that we, to, we then as workers together with and for God. You see, that's in Colossians, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. Look at 1 Corinthians 3, King James. But let's read the Amplified. Amplified says, for we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. Have you seen it? With and for God. With and for God. So it's with and then for. Then it says, you are God's garden and vineyard and, and field under cultivation. You are God's building. Working, working for God or working with God. It's, a great, it's the greatest privilege you can think about. But there are a lot of Christians who don't think it is something, something powerful. They feel it's too much responsibility. <laughs> One pastor left a certain church, and his reason for leaving the church was that there's too much activity in the church. Yeah, like there's too much activity. Hey, clearly that pastor does not understand that. Um, work is or work is not activity. All of you, most of you have gone to work and you have come here. When you went to work, were you just sitting looking at the computer? You are paid for looking at the computer. <laughs> waiting for time to waiting for 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. and then you go home. Is that what you went to do at work? Yes. When we say work, work is work. Work is work. <laughs> it's tiring. It involves your mind. It takes energy out of you. It takes money out of you. It stresses you out. It frustrates you. Has work frustrated you before? Yeah. So don't be surprised if ministry work also frustrates you in a certain way. Yeah. When you pull, it's not pulling. It's not pulling. It's, that is how it is. Pressure. You are under pressure. Hey. Hmm. Oh, Lord. 
So when it comes to working, there's prayer to work. There's prayer that is work. Eh? Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. Colossians 4, 12. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluted you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. This guy was laboring fervently, laboring fervently for you. How? In prayers. The labor, the fervent labor. Do you understand when we say fervent, fervent? We don't understand. Let's, let's see if Amplified will say it in a certain way. If not, we'll just look at the dictionary. Epaphras, who is one of your servants of Christ, Jesus, sends greetings. He's always striving for you earnestly in prayers. Do you see? He's striving, striving for you, always striving for you, and not sometimes, always. Hey, prayer is work. Have you prayed for six hours before? Ababaya. Abada. Gadabaya. You pray, you check your time, it's just two minutes. Hey! It's not easy. <clears throat> Listen, you sit down like this. Malabaya, asakaka, palabaya, You check your time. Ten seconds. Hey! It's not easy. It is work, I tell you. It is work. Yeah. And God only gives it to you. Want to, you feel like running out of the room. <laughs> I caught our pastors, all our pastors, and put them in one room. And we're praying, what, is it 4.30? 4.30 to 1.30? No, 4.30 to 1.30. How many hours is that? Nine hours, no break. Some people felt like running away from the room. <laughs> At a point, you feel like, can, can I just get out of the door? <laughs> I need water. I want to pee. Can, can I lie on the floor a little? Hey! Nine hours. It's not easy. Oh, yes. Hmm. So, like I was asking you before, will you, will you, if you are running a business, will you give the business that your finance director eh, is someone you don't like? <laughs> no, you don't do that. You, only, you, you employ people you feel can be trusted and trustworthy. They have a record. I mean, there are some jobs in this country and in the world that you cannot get unless you are married. Yeah. It's because if you are not married, you can't, you can't be trusted. Yeah, because it's security. It's, it's a high security job. Do you see? Unless you go and get a girl on the, by the roadside. Eh? You go and get a girl by the roadside and then you tell the company security, all the company security to the person. I mean, I mean, it's not good. So they tell you to not, I mean... Unless you are married, you are not getting that job. Because they know that you have one woman in the house. If there are any secrets to go anywhere, to go to your wife. And we can trace her. But this one, we can't trace the girl that, I mean, you, you slept with this girl, you did this with this girl, you did this. Seven girls in a week. Hey! It's weren't good, good at, at the time at all. It's not going to work. You give the job to someone you trust. Or, yeah. So when God trusts you, eh? He starts letting you pray certain types of prayers. <laughs> when you are not on a certain level, you, all your prayer is, give me, give me, give me. Because my name is Jimmy. But when the Lord starts trusting you on a certain level, eh, you'll be shocked. Whenever you, you close your eyes to pray, your prayer topics are different. Very, very different. One of your prayer topics will be praying for sinners. You see, the love, there are different levels of God's love. Eh? Biblically speaking, the first level of God's love is John 3.16. For God so loved the world. The what? World. The world. He's not talking about the trees 
and the rivers and the lakes and the stars and the sun and the moon. That's not what he's talking about. God is not in love with those things. He's in love with the human beings that are on earth. What was Jesus' attitude towards the woman at the well? The woman at the well had had five husbands. And the man she was with that morning was not her husband. Hey! When the Lord met her, what did he, what did he do for, the, for her? He turned her into an evangelist. Oh, yes. I'm just trying to let you understand how much God loves sinners. You'll be shocked. You may think that God hates sinners. He loves sinners, I tell you. Jesus did not come and die for Christians. Though. He came to die for sinners. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Do you know the book of Romans? Romans, read it. It will help you. Romans 5, 8. This is one of Billy Graham's favorite scriptures. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us while we were yet sinners. While we were useless. Look at the Amplified. Look at message, rather, message, message. God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we're of no use whatsoever to him. No use. No use. So this is, this is the kind of love God has for sinners. So it's very well. For God so loved, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his best for what? For sinners. When you get into intimacy with God, God will start, you will start praying for sinners. All those who don't pray, all Christians who don't pray for sinners do not know the Lord much. They don't know what the Lord loves. You see, I told you there are, there are three levels of God's love, right? First one is what? God's love for the world. Second level is God's love for his children. God has children. If you become born again, you become a child of God. But that is second level. First John 3, 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. There's a love that is special love that he has for his sons. Therefore, the world will ask not because he knew him not. Special love for his sons. Do you see? Sons and daughters, of course. Sons and daughters. Hallelujah. Sons and daughters. Do you see? Now, that's for his children. Special love for his children. Then there's a third level, which is his special love for all his children who return his love for him. Because there are some of his children who don't mind him. They are, they are children of God, but they don't mind him much. Have you seen some around? Yeah. They don't mind God. I mean, God should, God should be in his corner. They will be in their corner. Yeah. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for the good. To them that love God. To them that what? Love God. Not those, those who are loved by God. To them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. So those who love God eh, have all things working together for their good. This scripture is not for every Christian. It's for those who love God. Then 1 Corinthians chapter 2 9. 2 9. Not, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that what? Love him. So when you start loving the Lord, eh? The Lord has a certain love for you. You are very different. You are on another level altogether. You are very special to God. When you start reciprocating his love, oh, Charlie, God loves you. But out of all the three levels of love, eh, you see, I, I actually arranged them mm, in a certain way, not really in order of importance. But the first one, which is God's love for sinners, is his highest expression of love. Are you surprised? The highest expression of God's love is the first one, which is God's love for sinners. God's love for sinners. So when you, when you start reciprocating God's love, one of the first things that happens is that you start loving sinners. That is why all evangelists have a very special place with God. Because evangelists understand the heart of God. Do you see? They, they know what God likes. 
and what God loves. God loves people. He doesn't joke with people at all. The woman who was caught in adultery, what did Jesus do to her? He started writing on the floor, writing people's sins. When they see their sin, they run away, all of that. And told the lady that, Charlie, go and sin no more. Don't, don't sin no If you sin, a greater one, a greater problem will come. Don't go and sin anymore. But when he came to Judas, what did he say to Judas? It was better that Judas was not born. So the sin of this loyalty is very wild. I don't know where that came from. It just came into the message. So God doesn't joke with sinners at all. When you mature as a Christian, you see, when you're maturing, as a, you, one of your major prayer points, sinners, sinners. When you hear someone has died, eh? when you hear someone has died, the first question you ask yourself, was he born again? Was she born again? That's the first question you ask yourself. So working with God in prayer eh, is very high. And he only gives it to those who have a certain level of intimacy with him. Let me show you examples in the Bible. Abraham, our father of faith. Abraham, Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. Genesis 18. Let's read from verse 17 so that it's more, it's nicer. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? I don't want to hide anything from him. Meaning that God can hide some things from his children. They don't know what God is, I mean, they don't know what God is doing. It's hidden it from them. Shall I hide anything from Abraham? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great, great, a great and mighty nation. And all nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will, he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Next verse. I, I don't know if you are saying, he says, shall I hide anything? And this after Abraham having dinner with God. Abraham had dinner with very close. Very, very close. I mean, how many of you have had lunch with, with God in the last few months? God decided to visit you and have lunch with you. Hey, this man was very close, I tell you. Yes. God was passing by, and he could recognize that this is God. So he called him, yeah, because it was not his first time meeting him. There's a scripture in uh, the, when, is, I think it's chapter, chapter 13, you know, when God told Abraham to look up into the sky and look at the stars. And you read the Bible, the Bible says that, and God got up from him and went up. Yeah, so he was used to, he knew, he knew how God, you know, he knew God's character, God's outlook and all of that. So when he saw him on that day, he realized that Charlie, this is God. Called him and had dinner with him. Dinner with him. God will, not tell, God will hide things from you if he doesn't have dinner with you. So this kind of prayer is born out of fellowship with God. And it's part of our foundations as Christians. If you ignore this particular kind of praying, you have ignored something very big. Tell your neighbor, don't be a Christian who doesn't pray for anyone. You only pray for yourself. It's not good. It weren't good at the time. At all. It's not good. Hey. Hmm. 20. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great. So the Lord revealed to him what he was going to do. Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, uh-huh, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. And then, and the, and the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Stood yet before the Lord. Not behind the Lord, yet before the Lord. He was facing God. Hey. And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure, there be 50 righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked. And that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Look at how Abraham is talking to God. You think anybody can just stand and say, shall the judge of the earth do all You go chop slap. Yeah. And the Lord said, if I find in Sodom, Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Wow. 
and it went on and on and on and on and on and on. Abraham negotiated with God all the way to, he stopped at 10. He thought at least 10 deer, they should find in Sodom and Gomorrah so that the, the, the city would be spared. But when God got there, only three people, one, two, three, Lot and his, his two daughters and his wife, four. Even that one, the fourth one, it wasn't going well. Her heart was in, this, in Sodom. Wow. Yeah. Abraham stood yet before the Lord and had a conversation with the Lord, praying, talking to the Lord about different things, what God was going to do. God, God, God was going to work in Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham was just negotiating to see how the work can be changed in a certain way. So this kind of praying is not where it's not everybody who, who gets it. It's not every Christian who is able to climb. You'll be shocked that there are some Christians there eh, who for, let's say, maybe they've been Christians for 20 years. The number of times they've prayed for other people will not be up to one day, 24 hours. You'll be shocked. You'll be surprised. Heaven will be interesting. You'll be shocked. Almost every prayer is personal. It's personal. My wife, my children, my dog, my cat. You see, all the things that happen in Ukraine. You may, you may be surprised that you have not said anything, any prayer for Ukraine since. <laughs> yeah, yeah you may be, you may, you'll be surprised that you have not said any prayer for Ukraine since. You are not moved at all. They should die. I mean, as they are dying, I mean, it's one of them. I mean, they should die. Yeah, they like fighting all these people. They don't really like some things. They just, they should just kill themselves. Hey! Hmm. And two are they? And that. When it's with your, it's on your friend. It's like it is in a, it's in a, a tree. It doesn't affect you. Are there Christians there? Emphatically, yes. Are there sinners? You should be worried that sinners are dying. You should be happy. God does not take pleasure in the death of an unrighteous man. Why has Jesus not come? How many of you want Jesus to come? <laughs> you are not married, so you are doing it. <laughs> you don't want to say it immediately. Doesn't <laughs> want to make a wrong confession. Hey, because you are not married, it's like Jesus to hold on. It shouldn't come. Well, one of the main reasons why it's not because of your marriage that Jesus has not come. One of the main reasons why Jesus has not come is that a lot of there are too many sinners. And he doesn't want the people to die and go to hell. Hmm? Ezekiel 18, 23. Have, have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, said the Lord God, and not that he should return from his ways and live? I want him to come back and live. Hmm? Second Peter chapter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, world, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Have you seen it? Go, go, up, go to verse 8 so that you see what you was talking about. It says, Babylon, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Then he goes on to say, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, what? Not willing that any should perish. He doesn't want anybody to perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is God's heart. Can you imagine that the reason why God has slowed down Jesus' coming or whatever is just because of sinners? One reason is sinners. The other reason is the church. For sinners is salvation. For the church is maturity. The bride needs to mature. You don't marry a five-year-old. You marry a 25-year-old who has everything on everything so that you can have enjoyment when you marry. Hallelujah. 
This is what I'm talking about. So when you, when you learn, it's, like, it's a level of intimacy with God. Honestly, I went for a meeting about four years ago in Nigeria with Bishop Oedipo. And as I was in the meeting, something left him and came to me. Hey! I don't know, something like a bird. She just came and then came to hit me. And I felt that when I felt that God told me, prior to this time, you have been ministering as a Levite. Hey! <laughs> you have been ministering as a Levite. From today, I usher you into the ministry of a priest. What does a priest do? One of the first things a priest does is to stand in between, for, between God and the men and, and human beings. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1, 2. 1 and 2. Yeah. There was a day when I, I, was, I knew I was ushered into this thing. But I had been, been praying. Oh, me, I pray for sinners. I've been praying for sinners all this while, doing like working with God with prayer, praying for, you see, there's prayer for sinners. When it comes to working for God, there's prayer for, that's what I'm talking about now. Then there's prayer for believers. Do you see? And then there's another one. I'll, I'll talk about it. Okay? It says, for every high priest taken from among men is ordained. Every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God. That he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Then it says, God chooses someone who can have compassion on the ignorant. So God is expecting us to be compassionate on the ignorant. Because according, scripturally speaking, we are all priests. Do you see? Yeah. He says he wants you to have compassion on the ignorant. Those who, who are ignorant, they don't know anything. They don't know the Lord. Not wishing that they'll go to hell. <laughs> when you see a bad boy around, and you start, ah, he should go to hell. This one will go to hell. This one will go to hell. This one will It's a problem. I am the judge. One lady, one girl in a certain school had five, he had, he started praying for the five topmost bullies in his school, in her school. Okay? This is an American school. You know how some of these schools can be? You have bullies, people who are established as the bullies in the school. Established. established and they, they bully everybody. You know, so she took, she got their names and started praying for them. She prayed for them until all, six months later, all five of them got born again. That's what, that's what we are supposed to do. Not, this guy is a bully. He's going to hell. This guy says he's going to hell. This rich man, he has killed so many people. He's going to hell. No. <laughs> With what? God will reward you for all the things you have done. God wants you to have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way. There are those who are out of the way. The way they are supposed to go, they are, they have lost their way. Oh, yes. For that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. Wow. So, brothers and sisters, it's, it's, it's a ministry. Working, working with God or working for God in prayer. It's a, it's a blessing from the Lord. Onapo is an onaporific something. Yeah, yeah. You will not even get. You see, sometimes there's a, there are prayer meetings that are organized and we see are praying for people, praying for the world, praying for sinners. You see, it's like the attendance is not, it's not attending. The attendance is not attending. But when it's a prayer for Ah, receive. Ah, you are Charlie, you are on a very low, you are very low. An American will laugh at you. Like, what is this? You are praying for what? Car. We don't need to pray for it. When I preach to a church in America, I don't I can't preach about car houses. No, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. 
I, pray, I, I preach about death cancellation because that's their problem. <laughs> death cancellation. Their death needs to be cancelled because everybody starts with a debt. If you've gone to university in America, you start with a debt. You owe the government at least $150,000. At least. $100,000, $150,000, $80,000. I know someone who started with about $300,000. He started work with a debt of about $300,000. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's still paying. He's left school. He left school. He finished university about uh, 13 years ago. He's still paying. Yeah, he's still paying. He's still paying. It's unfortunate. But if you are praying for cars, like when we are praying, hey, all of a sudden your tongue starts changing. You start speaking Chinese tongues. Hey! They have mentioned what you want. It is good. But it is, it is not. When you, work, when you work for God, when you work, what happens? They pay you all. When you work, they pay you. There are some things you may not, be, you may not have to pray about. You get transport allowance, you get sitting allowance, you get some things, fuel allowance, clothing allowance, house allowance, haircut allowance. Hey, everything. You see that things are just happening around you free of charge. Yeah, you may not have to pay for some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shoe allowance. You'll be there now, someone will bring you a shoe, someone will do something for you. Why? You have been doing, you have been working with God on a certain level. Do you see? Exodus chapter 32. This is Moses. Yeah, the, the, like this, this kind of praying, it's, for, it's, not, it's, like, it's only those who have a certain kind of intimacy with God who have it though. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's a ministry. Every man of God, called of God in the Bible, had a ministry of intercession. Not praying for himself, praying for others. Praying for those who are out of the way. Yeah. As you share intimacy with God, and say to yourself, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want like David, like I was sharing with you last time. Listen, there's a certain level where the Lord starts bringing you what he cares about. The Lord will bring, there's a, there's a, there's a higher level, I'm going to show it to you, for praying for believers, okay? And there's, there's a level where, in praying for believers, where God gives you real-time information concerning what's going on right now that you need to pray for. Yes, right. That is when God can wake you up at 3 a.m. Or 2 a.m. And you know, say, ah, Charlie, I just slept at 12. I've woken up at 2. God, pa, what is wrong with you? Let me change to fifth gear. <laughs> you change to fifth gear and then you are sleeping some more. No, 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 no. If you have come up hither, if you have gone higher, when God wakes you up at 2 and he brings thoughts of someone to you, you pray. Or sometimes he brings a scenario to your mind. Just pray about it. Yes. Pray until the bedding leaves. God brings you, God can give, because God, God is looking, his eyes are going to and fro, seeing who he can talk to and who he can relate with. Yes. If you're on that level, he can give it to you, he can give you a burden. He can give you a burden. One day I was going to pray for a woman who, who was in serious pain and needed to do a surgery that was going to cost about 160,000 Ghana cities. This is just about three months ago, two or three months ago. As they were talking to me about the woman, and then they said that they are going to bring her. They are bringing her to my office. I said, why would you want to bring someone like this to my office? I am coming. As we were describing her pain, God gave me feelings concerning her pain. I began to become emotional about the pain that the woman was feeling. It was as though I was feeling it. When I began to feel, I realized that God has anointed me to heal her. Oh, 
I just got to a house. I was with one of, one of, our, one of our pastors. Just prayed for her. But God was real. So it was evident. Less than 24 hours later, she was walking. All the pain, everything, everything was gone. Yeah. When God gives you a burden eh, and gives you compassion concerning something, you see that it starts working. Yes. Wow. Exodus 32. Let's read from verse 7. God was, and the Lord said unto Moses, Go get down, get thee down. This one, Israel has sinned. Israel was partying. When they realized that Moses had spent 40 days and 40 nights in the mountain with God and he was not coming, they told Aaron, Charlie, get up. Up. Go to verse 1. Up. Make us gods. And Aaron said unto them, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up. Make us gods, which shall go before us for us for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt. We don't know what has become of him. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives and your sons and of your daughters and your and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a grieving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods. O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. They created a golden calf and said that this, 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 these are the gods. Yes. So God was not happy at all. So God, God was having a nice chat with, with Moses when, I mean, in the, in the mountain. They were having a nice chat. And not, then God, no, God, God bore. He said, ah, look at how God spoke to <laughs> Look at how God spoke to Moses. He says, and the Lord said unto Moses, go, get thee down for thy people. Your people, it's like it's not my people, your people, thy people, <laughs> which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. It's not my people, your people. God was so angry that he, he decided he removed himself temporarily. Like, I'm not related to this, they should take themselves. How can you do this? Golden calf, and you say that they brought you out of the land of Egypt. Where, did they, where were the golden calves when we were doing the, the miracles and all of that? Where were they? They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed it unto and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. God, bore. he was angry. Hey. Look at Moses. So Moses starts talking to the Lord. This is prayer. Prayer is communication with God. So Moses starts talking to the Lord concerning the people. And the, and the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen these people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Therefore, step now, therefore, let me alone. It's like you are, you, are, you are preventing me from expressing myself. Let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I'll make of thee a great nation. What a, what a, what a blessing. Now let me kill all of them, and you. Instead of Abraham, you are the new one who's going to become Father Moses. <laughs> wow. And Moses besought the, so Moses starts talking, Moses besought the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why does thy wrath wax hot against thy people? He told them, they are your people. Which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a, a mighty hand. Even if, even if you have forgotten, I'm reminding you. You, you are the one who brought them out. Ooh. Next verse. <laughs> Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath, O God. 
and repent of this evil against thy people. <laughs> if you are not close to God, can you talk to God like this? What do you think? If you are not, if repent. If you are not, that's why I'm saying that this kind of praying, like intercession, eh, is reserved for. I mean, there are people who say they are intercessors, but they are they are not actually doing their job. They are noise makers. But there are those who it is really like after the praise finished, they don't they don't remember anything. The next time they remember intercession is when it is raised as a topic again. I'm talking about having a life of intercession. Every, every man of God has it. If you're a man of God, you have it. Yeah. When you see someone going out of the way, you can't. Instead of curses, you just pray for the person. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Hmm. Wow. Are you amazed? Man, it's a type of... It's a, it's, Second category, very important. First category is intimacy with the Lord. You see, prayer, eh? prayer is part. Of, I, you can't be a Christian and not be praying. Did you hear what Jesus said in Luke chapter 18? Have you read Luke chapter 18, verse 1 before? What does Luke chapter 18? Go to Luke 18, 1. And he spoke a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faith. Always. Are you a child of God? Pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Eh? Verse 17. It says, pray without ceasing. Pray without what? Ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. Don't, let's read other versions. Are you a Christian? Yeah. Ask him, are you a Christian? Yeah. Being a Christian has to do with praying. Hey. Beyond ceasing in prayer, pray perseveringly. Jesus said, men ought always to pray and not faint. Pray. It's part of our lives. Eh? <laughs> we pray. A Christian who does not pray, there's a problem. Like, what is going on? Why are you not praying? Read your Bible, pray every day. We read our Bibles. and we pray. Your, your, your secret to success is in your prayer. You want to be taken care of, pray. James chapter 5. Verse 13. Is any among you afflicted? Let him what? Pray. Let him pray. If you are affliction, pray. You see, I showed you, pray without ceasing. Now I'm showing you, when you're afflicted, what do you do? Pray. Do you understand affliction? Other versions. Other versions. Is anyone among you afflicted, ill-treated, suffering, suffering evil? He should pray. Like the response to suffering evil. You are suffering evil. I suffer evil. Pastor, she, he broke my heart. <laughs> He didn't say, why am I suffering evil? Cry. Pray. It's English. What does his English say? It's English. Yes. If any of you is in trouble, mm -hmm. talk to God about it. Wow. Are you in trouble? Oh, ask your neighbor, are you in trouble? What trouble is going? What trouble is brewing around you? He says, talk to God about it. Not talk to your cousin. Or your boyfriend. Or your boss. Meaning that, like, if there's trouble, talk to me. Talk to what? Talk to me. First Peter chapter. You see, there are scriptures. All these are or they are not scriptures. First Peter chapter five, verse six. <laughs> Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Verse seven. 
casting all your care upon him for he careth for you he says cast that this is prayer casting all your care is there anything you are caring about let's read amplified casting the whole of your care all your anxieties all your worries all your concerns once and for all on him for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully do you have, do, is there anything that you're afraid about? You're afraid of not being employed. You're afraid of not being uh, uh, married. You're afraid of not having a child. You're afraid of heights. You're afraid, afraid of weights. You're afraid of... Uh, yeah, yeah, these are all phobias that are there. Mm? You're have, you have afraid of flying. You're afraid of beloveds. Like your heart hasn't broken so much that when a boy says, hey, sister, you look nice. My friend, my friend. These are the things I don't like. Please. Please, don't come and spoil my life. <laughs> it's English. Please read it for us. <laughs> I swear, lady, I have to convince her to fall in love with somebody. Yeah, because the, the, the things that had happened in times past, I had to have a serious conversation with her. That Charlie, Charlie, give, give this guy or not. Like, give yourself an opportunity to love once again. I know it is not being easy, but Charlie, I mean, what, what can we do if we don't try? What, we have to try. So let's try. And she was crying, Pastor, I don't want to do this thing anymore. I'm tired of it. I took it. I said, it's okay. Don't, it's okay. It, it will work. Hey! Ah, I tell you, Pastor, it's nice morning. It's nice, rough. It's, there's too much action. This morning, I received a call. When I was my, my heart started boiling. Hey! I, said, I had to pray. Lord, I hand over this thing to you. Then I just became calm. Share. You get calls that will let your heart. You have to just shift to the left, to the right side, and come back. <laughs> this one says what? It's English, right? Read, read, read yours. I don't know if it's the same thing. Yes, it's, it's English. Uh-huh. Tell God about all the things that make you sad or afraid wow. or angry. Wow. Give your thoughts about those things to Him, wow. and let them remain with Him. Wow. Do this because you matter to Him. Wow. Tell your neighbor you matter to God. You matter to God. If you're a Christian, eh, you, you realize that you have to be talking to God on a frequent. It's part of our basics. Oh. It's part of our foundation. If you remove it and start talking to someone, you start talking to this person, talking to your pastor, so much, everything. You are, you are, everything. You are calling pastor. Pastor is not God. Pastor is not God. Oh. Pastor can hear something. If you are going to be calling me every time about something, very soon I'll start swiping your calls. When you call me, I'll just look at, hey, don't answer one. <laughs> don't answer one. You only you are don't answer one. Don't answer two. Don't answer three. Don't answer four. Hey, one person. No, 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 no. We've, we've done. Don't answer one to your MTN number. Don't answer two to your Vodafone number. Don't answer, don't answer three to your Glow Glow number. Recently, I was calling someone. I realized it was Glow. I said, Hey, is this thing in the world? Is it in Ghana? I didn't know it was in Ghana. It's in Ghana. Who uses Glow here? Anybody who uses Glow? You have glow. <laughs> you stop using it. Wow. Tell God about all the things that make you sad or afraid. Is there anything that is making you sad? Anything that is making you afraid? As long as these things are in your life, you have to tell God. Hmm? You have to talk to God. I'm sad about this thing. I thought I'll get a job. Don't call your beloved or your father first. Like, Daddy, Daddy, 
can you imagine? They said no to me at work. These are some of the things. This is the reason why I say I don't want to live. Go and die. <laughs> what are you talking about? Learn to talk to God about your feelings. Do you have feelings? Pinch your neighbor and see if your neighbor has feelings. Ah, your neighbor has feelings. Hey, you have feelings. It's not easy. God knows how you feel more than he, you, you, you think. Hmm? Ephesians chapter, chapter 4. Ephesians chapter, chapter 5. Ephesians 5. Let's read verse 26. So that he might sanctify uh-huh, and cleanse with washing of water by the word. That he might present himself. Go to verse 28. 28. It says, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man, ev- no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. Like the Lord nourishes and cherishes the church. Do you understand nourishes and cherishes? Let's read other versions. Yes. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and carefully protects and cherishes it, as Christ does the church. Christ carefully protects and cherishes. Other versions, please. Yes. No, he f- no one abuses his own body, does he? No. He feeds and pampers it. That's how Christ treats us, the church. He feeds and pampers us. God is to pampering. Daddy way they pamper. This is the verse for daddy way they pamper. Yeah, he they pamper. He go pamper you, brother. He go pamper you, sister. Hand over. Learn to hand over. If you're a Christian, you must be handing over things to God, though. Like as you are going, you are just talking to the Lord. Hand you over, sir. We are just handing things over to you. I, I have this problem. I'm handing it over to you. Not calling people. Before I realize, your matter is everywhere. They say walls have ears. Before I realize, your matter is everywhere in the world. We must pray without ceasing. This is our foundation. We talk to God. That is it. We talk to God. We talk to him about everything. Go to Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Philippians 4 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. It's an instruction from the Lord. Like, pray about everything. Be careful for nothing. Let's read Amplified. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Make your wants known to God. Talk to God. Next verse. Verse 7. And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of his salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, and being content with this earthly lot of whatever sort it is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison a mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If you're a child of God, we pray about everything. Pray about your shoes. Realize you have only one shoe. When it rains, there's a problem. Because the under is not good enough. The rain, the, I used to have a shoe like that. And when it rains, it's finished. When it rains, it's finished. When they say new down, it's a problem. You know, there was this guy who was, I mean, this is a true story. What I'm going to tell you is a true story. It actually happened. If the person is listening to this message, he knows that it's him. This prophet came to his church. He was a brother in the church. You know, it was an elder in the church. And the prophet came. He's prophesying. I see this. And then he got to him and called him. He said, come out. He was wearing a suit. 
He told him, remove your suit. The guy said, I'll not remove it. Like prophet has come and he's saying, remove your suit. You say, you know, what kind of disobedience is that? Listen, 10 minutes, remove your suit, I'll not remove. Remove your suit, I'll not. I'm prophesying, I said, remove your suit. He said, I'll not remove it. I will. Do you know why? <laughs> Do you know I was not removing the suit? The shirt, eh? There was a big, all this part was not there. All this part. <laughs> From here going, was gone. A vest. It's, it's, it's a vest type of shit. Hey! <laughs> what? All they said was gone. If he removes it, that, that would be the end. That would be the end of his prophetic his ministry in the Lord. <laughs> hey! I can't. He said, I don't know. I'm not going to remove it. He said, remove this. No, 10 minutes old, back and forth. Give me another direction. Give me another I do, sir. Let me remove my shoe or my socks. But proud that my student to do work. Hey! Everything by prayer. Pray about your shirts. Okay. And when you, you open your, 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 your wardrobe, you realize that oh, you don't even have a wardrobe. Wait, there's no wardrobe to open. <laughs> you have school bag. When you open your school bag, you're like, man, Lord, see, I have school bag. I don't have wardrobe. I don't have anything. Everything by prayer. Eh? Nothing without prayer. Pray about everything. It's, 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 it's important though. It's our way of communicating with God, of having intimacy with God, of working with God, and of receiving from God. Yes. <laughs> wow. Hey. Look at First Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. First Samuel 12, 23. This is someone talking. This is another great prophet. He said that, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I will teach you the good and the right way. You see, he was praying for God's people. He says, God forbid that I should sin. It's like it was a sin against the Lord to stop praying for God's people. Do you consider you a shepherd? Do you consider not praying for your sheep a sin? They can die as far as you are concerned. Receive grace to not be like that in Jesus' name. Receive grace to be like Samuel, who's, who says that, and God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in season to pray for his people. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. Receive that grace in Jesus' name, wherever you are. Hallelujah. For those of you who are watching this in your MC service, wherever you are, receive that same grace to labor for the Lord. Hallelujah. So, working with God includes praying for the salvation of sinners. It also includes praying for believers. You remember, Epaphras was praying for believers. Do you see? Back to Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. Epaphras, okay. Colossians 4, 12. Epaphras, who's one of you, a servant of Christ, saluted you. Always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. So his prayer topic was that they should stand perfect and complete in the will of God. He wanted them to be matured Christians. So he was praying for their maturity. Look at the next. He was praying for three different churches. Next verse. He had been made overseer over three churches and he was always praying for them. For I bear him record that he has a great zeal for you. That's those of you in Colossae. And them that are in Laodicea and them that are in Herapolis. The three churches. Colossae, Laodicea, 
Herapolis. He was in charge of them, and he was always laboring fervently for them in prayers that they would stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. So there's, there's working with God with respect to believers, and there's working with God with respect to sinners. Do you see? Whether the Lord can bring thoughts of believers to you for you to pray for them. You'll be there, and then God will bring someone's thoughts to you. It's not to insult the person in your mind. It's to pray for the person. Yes, pray. Just spend some two minutes. Father, keep him. Preserve him. Provide for him. Love him. Whatever plans the devil has for him, it is destroyed in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, one woman who was into this type of relationship with the Lord, okay, and had this kind of foundation, was awakened by God around 2 a.m. to pray. So she started praying. You know, she would pray until the burden is lifted because the burden must, must go. If it's not gone, it means that it's not over. Whatever it is that we are praying about, it's not time to stop. So she prayed at around 5 a.m. That's three hours. You see, the burden lifted around 5 a.m. And then she stopped praying. After about three months, is it three months? I think about a year. Ken Higgins is the one who reported the story. After about a year, a missionary from a certain part of um, South America who was an American came back to America and came to their church and was talking, sharing his experiences in South America and shared an experience he had on a certain day. And the man wrote the date down. And this woman also keeps a diary. You know, amazingly, as she was praying, the Lord brought thoughts of a certain missionary in South America. But she didn't know what it was, she didn't know what it was about, but she just it came to her that you are praying for this person who is in danger at this time. Do you see? Apparently, that missionary was on the verge of being killed by the, 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 the fetish priest of that place. He had organized for him, to be, for him to be killed. Something like some strange story, you know? And this woman, as this woman prayed, actually, God had woken her up to pray for that particular missionary for his deliverance. And mysteriously, he was delivered. Yes. And the whole city, the whole town got born again. Something strange about forgotten the story. If I, if I remember the story, I'll come and tell you. Yeah. So as she was saying, relating the story, the woman said, ah, was it at this time, at this time? She said, yes. When he checked, ah, you were the one I was praying for. I didn't even know. Yeah. God brings thoughts to you. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. I heard a man of God talking today. He was talking about another man of God who left his post of prayer. And because he left his post of prayer, a whole nation has been put into war. A whole nation has been put into war because he left his post of prayer. It's it's amazing. It's as though that man of God didn't know. He didn't realize that he was in charge of that particular place. And that his prayer made a war. Because as long as he was there, there was peace. When he stopped and changed his ministry to something else, problems started coming. Yeah. So God can give you a nation. God can give you a country. God can give you an area. Like everything that's happening in the area, you you don't even know that your prayer every morning that you've been praying, Mazana, Gadabaya, Balabala, that is what is keeping, is regulated. That is preventing armed robbers from coming to the area. When you stop now, you see that <laughs> we have come. Uh-huh. Where, 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 are your, where, where is the gold? Gold. I don't have gold. You have gold. They will tell you you have gold. I've heard that you have gold. 
I was living in a certain area, and Am Roberts came there. And they went to a certain house. And when they went to the house, they said that there was some money in the house. The man said, ah, what money? He said, no, there's, a, there's money in this, this house. And you can search everywhere. There's money, no. We heard that there's money in this house. That's why we have come. They were just beating a man for nothing. They beat him, ah, that there's money in the house. There's no money. They, they have gotten the wrong address. They came straight to him. Oh, it's sad. Sometimes your prayer just protects a particular. You don't even know. So don't, don't say, I'm not seeing anything. My prayer is not doing it. You don't know. You don't know what your prayer is doing. You, you have no idea. Acts chapter 12. An example of some people who were praying. They didn't know what their prayer was. Their prayer was not, they didn't know. Acts 12, 1. Now, about, the time, about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unlived bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, was there, Peter therefore was kept in prison. Then he says, but prayer was made without what? Without ceasing of the church unto, unto God for him. They were praying for him because James... This, the James that was killed here is the one the Peter, James, and John. This is James, the brother of John, the son of Zebedee. This is James who? This is one of the three wild pillars of the church. Like Jesus left them behind that they should continue the church. Herod was taken and he beheaded just like that. For, for no, just like that. And when Herod realized that it's nice, the people liked it, he went to, for Peter too. He just picked Peter up quickly. Put him behind bars, waiting for after Easter to take him out. Then the church started praying. They prayed, ah, prayed, prayed, prayed. They didn't know what their prayer was doing. But look at the next verse. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. This is what their prayers are doing. Their prayer has sent an angel. Their prayer has made the angel make the chains fall down. A lot of things are happening. Next verse. And the angel said unto him, Get thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garments about thee and follow me. Next verse. And he went out and followed him. And which not, he did not know that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. He thought it was a vision that he was having. Hey, when they were past the first and the second ward, they came onto the iron gate that leaded onto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street. And forth with the angel departed from him. Look at what their, their, their prayers are doing. It's opening doors. Iron gates is opening. Things, chains are falling. Things are happening. They were just praying. Hey, hey, ah, hey, Peter, ah, Peter, Peter. They didn't know that something was happening with their Peter, Peter and pray. You think it's a joke? It's not a joke. It is not a joke. I tell you, it's not a joke at all. What is the relationship with... Oh, okay, let's continue. Maybe, let me just finish this thought before it, it runs away. And Peter was... And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Ah, now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me out of the hand of Herod. And from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Verse 12. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose name was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. 
They were praying. Look at the next verse. This is the first time fool is used in the Bible in a certain way. Or, or rather mad, mad, not fool, mad. As Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to her king named Rhoda. Next verse. And when she knew Peter's voice, she, so Peter was knocking. Open the door, open the door, it's me. Open the door, open. And then she went to go ahead. Because of the, ah, 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 Nobody was hearing the knocking. So she heard and then she, then she heard Peter talking. She said, hey, it's Peter. So she opened up the gate for gladness. She was so happy, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they, and they said unto her, thou art mad. You are mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, maybe it is his angel. It is Peter's angel. Peter's angel has come. He has brought his voice to us to comfort us. And they didn't believe in their prayer. They didn't know that their prayer could do all the things that it did. No, because it, it was strange, eh? Listen, Herod, all these people were in, were, in, were in Jerusalem. They hated the Christians. They hated, but they couldn't destroy them. They couldn't destroy them. Yeah. Prayer. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. They were shocked beyond measure because they weren't expecting it. So don't think that your prayer it doesn't do anything. You see, when it comes to working with God, we, there are certain scriptures that I use, like travail in prayer. Do you see? That's travail in prayer. Intercession goes with that. Giving birth to a church. Giving birth to a cell. That cell that you say you are starting. It will not just start. It will not just work. If you don't go on your knees and pray, like travel and give birth to it. <laughs> the people will come and they'll keep going. They'll come and they'll keep going. They'll come, they'll go, they'll come. You have three, then two will go. Then two will come and add. And then three will go. You have none. Then after some time, you have four coming. Then after some time, you have zero. And then after some time, you have two. Then negative yourself. You are not coming for the cell. And then it's to come. Oh, that's, that's what will be happening. Why? You've not prayed. If you don't pray, Oh, as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth her children. Where is your travel? Where is your prayer? You see, most of us are pregnant with a seed of souls because we have heard about soul winning. But we, we've not pushed those, we've not given birth. You know what you're supposed to do, but you've not done it. Labor word, no, you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When you enter your labor ward and you give, when you enter your labor, you give birth. <laughs> and you see that even when you are not doing you've not preached to anybody but the people will say I want to come for the cell meeting I want to be there I hear you are doing a cell summit can I come they'll be asking you questions try it and see those who have done it they know what I'm talking about when you decide to pray you decide to pray when you decide to pray not group prayer you when it becomes a burden for you that moves you to pray in the morning and afternoon and evening. You are praying. When you have 30 minutes or one hour, you go and sit somewhere. Lord, let the cell work. It will be planted. Nobody can prevent it from being planted. You see that it will be planted. But on, on, when you are waiting for me to organize a prayer meeting, <laughs> you are waiting for me to organize a prayer meeting. You are waiting for stay up. Oh, stay up. This stay up, we are not praying for it. We are just praying. We are doing the... The yeah. a step we are praying for another thing. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's asking hope. Something is different. It's not labor. Yeah, it's not labor at all. Galatians chapter four verse nineteen. You see, it's there. My little children, of whom I travel in birth again unto Christ, be formed in you. He travelled 
prior to them being born again, they got born again. He was traveling again for Christ to be formed in them, for them to grow mature. He that is faithful will little be faithful with much. If your church is not growing, it means that you've not been faithful with what you have. The moment you are faithful with what you have, it will grow. The moment you start praying for what you have, start laboring for the people you have, eh, you will see that God will add more to it. If you've not prayed for the three you have, you've not prayed for them, pray that Christ will be formed in them. Pray Ephesians prayers, chapter 1, verse 16, and all of those, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. All the scriptures, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, all these verses, eh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 9, and all of those verses that you, you are praying for Christ to be formed in them, you are praying for the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be, to, be, to, to be given to them and all. If you are not praying those prayers, you have not been faithful the little, and so God will not give you much. It's the Lord who promotes. Nobody else can promote. Hey. So normally when I realize that we've gotten to a certain level and we need to increase, I increase the prayer. That's, that's the, way, it's the only way of going forward. Increase the prayer. Pray more for, the, for what you have. More for what you have. More for the people that are around. For something to happen for them. For grace to be released to them. Then it will grow. We pray for believers. Hmm? You pray for believers. You pray for the nation. Pray for nations. You pray for kings. Instead of lambasting kings or presidents, you pray for them. Instead of lambasting all the ministers for lakes and stars, ministers for uh, what? The sun and the moon. Minister for chairs and tables. You will not get chairs and tables. <laughs> the Bible says you should pray for them. That's in second, first Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, right? Yes. Isaiah, for that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. When you pray for them, we live a quiet and peaceable life in all what? In all godliness. And honest, they will create a system where you don't have to steal to survive. As long as you are not praying for them, the system that will be created is a system that if you don't steal, you cannot survive. You cannot have godliness and honesty in the in a system. Truth cannot come out of the ground. Truth and righteousness will not kiss each other in our nation. Truth will be going here. Righteousness will be going here. And wickedness will come out of the land. We pray for kings. It's not somebody else who's supposed to pray. We are the ones supposed to pray for kings. You want, you want what you pray for, you have influence over. You want a job. How many of you want a good job? Pray for the country. The way to getting a good job is by praying for the country. When you pray for the country, you, you get a good job. You get a well-paying job. You'll be shocked. It's part of our foundation. If you, if you, you see, I'm teaching you these things to let you know what to stay on in these hard times. Stay on your love for Jesus, your knowledge of Jesus and your love for him. Stay on your, the knowledge of the scriptures and your meditation on the scriptures. I showed you what it does for you. Stay on prayer. On prayer. Pray about everything. Talk to God. Pray for sinners. Have intimacy in prayer. Hmm? Yes. Have intimacy with God in prayer. Pray. Work with God in prayer. Eh? Yes. Work with God with respect to sinners. With respect to believers, with respect to kings, nations, pray. Let's pray for the nation. Oh, the full price is to keep going higher and higher. 
want to come and say, oh, our debt, I've just brought our debt from 120, dollar, 120 billion Ghana cities to 450 billion Ghana cities. And it's just been six years. You, when you were there in eight years, you did worse. And considering the value of the CD to the dollar at that time to now, you did worse. That's what they'll be saying. Nonsense. Oh, it's not nonsense. It's nonsense. Let the thing work out. You say you are comparing your debt to this other person's debt. What are you talking about? And then this one will come and come and say, eh, me too, when, when I came, your de our debt was 450 billion. Now it is 800 billion. But when you compare, when you compare and contrast, every, listen, as we are sitting here, you see, one of two of our, <laughs> two of our pastors relocated to, to another country and are now citizens of that country. And they got citizenship in that country just about two weeks ago. And they went to that country. When he got to the country, he got to know that he has access to about $15,000 to $20,000 free of charge as a gift from the country. Every single year, it is something you can, you can have. You can take some to school. You can eat with some. You can do whatever you want. You can rent a place with some. And, everything. and he sent me the message that this is what is happening in this country. And I said, ow. Oh. Ow. Oh. All of us are in debt down here. And you have escaped the debts. The Lord be with you. Because as you are sitting here like this, eh? you, you are owing about, I'm sure you are owing about, about $50,000 right now. All of us are owing 50. Let's divide, let's check it. 450 billion Ghana. I don't know if your, your calculator will even work. 450 billion divided by uh, 30 million. 30 million. 15,000 Ghana cities. No, it's billion cities. It's cities. It's cities. It's not dollars. Fifteen thousand. Everybody here, you are owing fifteen thousand cities, every, including your children, your child, my two children. Every, so if you have three children, we just multiply. You just fifteen, fifteen, fifteen. Mrs. Ba Mrs. Bakna, it's you, you, three children. That's five people. Fifteen times five is what? Seventy-five thousand. Oh, the cash. Seventy-five thousand. Everybody, you are owing. All of us. While someone is getting twenty thousand dollars, free of charge. Free of charge. Why won't we relocate? Charlie, let's relocate. What do you think? <laughs> Sorry? That's 300,000 Ghana cities. Free of charge. Like, take some to school. Chop some. Use some for rent. Buy food of some. We can marry whatever you want to do. Can you imagine? There's a country whose name begins with an N. Mm? A good N, not a bad N. <laughs> Listen, that country, eh? Every year, I mean, after budget, whatever, 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 the surplus, the surplus on the budget is distributed for everybody. Someone can get $1,000, $2,000 in December, like as we're entering December like this. Everybody's happy because, I mean, some of the money that they, they said we're going to use for the country for the year, it, didn't, it was more than enough. So now they are distributing for everybody in the country. If you are above a certain age, you are getting some of that money. And everybody gets some. Well, some people are owing. Some people are getting free money. Yeah. Every year is given to them. Every year. Yeah. If we don't pray, you see, the more we complain, he didn't say every, but everything by complaint, everything by prayer. Hmm? But the last one, the last one, it's a very important one for you and I. Receiving from God. Prayers, prayer to receive from God. There's prayer to have intimacy with God. There's prayer to work with God. That's what I've shared with you today. And then there's prayer to receive from God. Eh? 
but we'll talk about it some other time. Hopefully, I don't know. I'm hoping during the next Sunday night live sessions, we are going to talk about um, the fourth dimension, isn't it? So it's, good, it's, for, it's, it's actually details concerning receiving from God. Prayer to receive from God. So I'm going to spend six Sunday nights to teach on re- just receiving how to receive from God. So that you can be a happy Christian. So that you can be a Christian who does not celebrate hours of prayer. Nyamen potro. God's frogs. It's good. Be a frog for God. But there's a place in prayer where you celebrate answers to prayer, not hours of prayer. There's answers to prayer. George Muller celebrated over a million answers to prayer in his lifetime. Over one million answers to prayer. He will write the request down. He has a section for the dates the request was made and a section for when the results came. Yes. And how the results came. The testimony around it. So there's prayer like that. Hmm? Prayer of agreement is one of them. Prayer of faith is one of them. Okay? The prayer of consecration is also one of them. The will of God is one of them. All these are prayers, different types of prayers for you to receive. That's different from what I've described. Intimacy, you are sharing intimacy, is different. You are praying for, we are working with God, it's also different. But this one is receiving from God. Where you stand on God's word. Which scriptures are you using? You tell God, you open the Bible and tell God, you see your word? You said this. I want to see this in my life. It's also different. That is what brings you happiness. It says ask and receive so that your joy may be full. So God wants your joy to be full. How? By asking and receiving. Well, you need to know how to receive. But you can, for the meantime, you can listen to this message by Reverend George. Does God answer prayer? He preached it in our church at Kanishi. It's a beautiful message. I think you should listen to it. It will help you greatly. Okay? Does God answer prayer? Because a lot of Christians have asked that question. Does God answer Some people think that oh, it's not true. God doesn't answer prayer because you don't know how to receive from God. So that message will help you to know how to receive from God. And then I'll add up to it with respect to the fourth dimension. So that's the next message you need to listen to. In Jesus' name, amen. Rise up on your feet and let's thank God in just two minutes for this opportunity he has given to us to hear his word. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Just two minutes, just two minutes. Say something nice to God. Tell God how, how grateful you are. How grateful you are. Oh, we give you glory. Oh, we give you glory. Oh, we give you glory. Talk to God. Don't be quiet. Talk to God. Tell God you are grateful. Share some intimacy with God. Tell God how much you love Him. Oh, we give you glory. Mazana Mandelebe Nebelebe. Tell God to give you the opportunity to work with Him in prayer. To work with him in prayer. Tell him to elevate you to that level where you can work with him in prayer. Oh, Father, we are grateful. Father, we are grateful. Thank you for this blessed opportunity to hear a word. Thank you that these words are working in us. We receive grace to work with you, Lord. We receive grace to cast all our cares upon you. We receive grace to not hold on to our cares and cry over nothing. 
when we can cast it all over to you. Help us, grant us wisdom to cast our cares, our worries, our fears onto you every single day. And grant us grace to work with you in a special way. Grant us grace to to be awakened by you in the night to pray. Yes, grant us grace to come closer to you with respect to responsibility in prayer. Thank you, Father, for the ministry of intercession that you grant to all of us through the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Amen in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.